Nissan believes you deserve a car that thrills you. So we have to ask, does your car thrill you? When you hit the pedal, do you get something back? A chill in your spine, goosebumps on your goosebumps. When you take off, do your fingers tighten around the steering wheel? Does your heart beat in your stomach and your breath catch in your chest? Does driving make you feel alive? Because it should. And if your car doesn't thrill you, ours will. This is the new Nissan. The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Anything, Everything, and Nothing with Lynn and Kim, Kim holds down the show by herself. Since Lynn is MIA, there needs to be a bolo put on her. Kim checks in about her train ride. She discusses cool neighbors in Georgia, Lil Sabi, and Serena's not-so-cute French open outfit. She asked a question, should a person be able to go on vacation after killing their baby? She wastes everyone's time with the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta Weekly Ratchet Review. And of course, she ends the show with the old so famous, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Here is Kim without her win. Episode 30 of the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast with Lynn and Kim, sponsored by GoDefyLife.com. Visit our website at www.GoDefyLife.com for all your podcast content, music, sports, TV, and Defy Life gear. And guys, you can also listen and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Radio Tunes, Spreaker, and guys, we have another platform iHeartRadio. So we're moving on up to the east side like the Jeffersons. So we're excited about that. Um, if you want to reach us, you can also get in contact with us at AEN at GoDefyLife.com. AEN at GoDefyLife.com. So if you got any questions, comments, or concerns, anything you want to show topics or whatever, just give us a holler, shoot us out, um, shoot us an email, and we'll get back with you. Uh, let's see. Well, guys, as you can tell, um, I did the welcome and the intro today, mainly because my partner in crime, my sis, my, my other half, she's not here. She's MIA today. So I'm trying to, I'm gonna do the best I can to, um, give you guys what you want by myself. I'm riding straight solo and it's weird. So I'm in the studio. Um, kind of feeling like peanut butter with no jelly, uh, rice with no gravy, ice with no cream, 
coffee with no sugar. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you get what I'm saying, right? I, I'm, I don't, I don't know what to do. This is my first time ever recording without my sis, but she couldn't make it today. Um, she said she's not feeling well, but a little birdie told me that she went to Chick-fil-A. So she, her ass probably in the bed sleep because she's sick, her stomach acting up. But anyway, sis, we miss you. Can't wait to get you back next week. And, uh, Hope you hope you're doing better. Hope you're doing better. Um, all right, guys. Well, let me do a little check in. Um, today was a pretty good day. Uh, well, let me let me do this. First of all, I'll do a quick check in for my sis. She would probably say work and churn, work and churn. So that's my sis check in. And um, now I'll get into mine. Um, today, I went to Winsboro, South Carolina. Uh Mom has been planning this outing for the grandkids for about a month and a half now. And she wanted to do it on June 1st, not any other time. She wanted to do it today. So we end up in Winsboro, South Carolina at the South Carolina Train Museum. Yeah, no, I didn't even know such a thing existed. But uh, we went, um, took my nephews, Mike and Kai. And my nieces, Nene and Taylor. It actually ended up being a good day. Um, of course, you know, I posted on Facebook because I only post on Facebook stuff like pictures when I'm with my family. So that's about all I post. But um, it was actually good. It wasn't 100 degrees, which made it um, made it made it pretty cool. It's like 85, 86, had a nice little breeze. But um, I must say, when we pulled up to the railroad, I was like, I know good and damn well we ain't about to get on these ragged ass trains right here. But yes, we did. And I must say, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. We made it. The trip was about an hour and a half. And um, we went through some old areas. We saw some slave houses. We saw some uh, rock quarries, uh, lots of trees. We actually went uh, through a uh, the little city of Winsboro and the train, uh, you know, the hands came down and stopped the traffic and we were waving at the uh, car. So it was it was pretty cool. But I was like, it just absolutely unexplicably got to be love because, uh, no, I wouldn't have done that if uh, on my own. And then I, I got Ross to go with me. So when I first told her, I was like, hey, you want to go on a train ride? She was like, sure. So after she said, sure, I hit her up with, listen, it's uh, ain't no air conditioner and it, we're going to be in an open air car. But see, she had already committed, so she couldn't back out. She couldn't do that to the kids. So anyway, it was um, it was cool. Everybody got to spend some quality time together. Um, I will say that the boys enjoyed it more than the girls. Um my little niece Taylor said, uh, yeah, we really didn't enjoy it, but it was okay. And Nene was like, well, it wasn't that bad. And then the boys were like, no, we had a good time. Cause you know, it was like dude stuff. So, but it was pretty good. It was just good having the kids with mom and the aunties and we was just doing the family thing. Uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, week was good. Working pretty hard this week. Um, got lots of stuff going on. But, uh, you know, I try not to complain. Y'all y'all know me. I'm the glass half full. So um, 
let me, I'm trying to see if there's anything else major going on this week. I don't think so. Um, lots of good news. All my friends, everybody's doing well. Um, shout out to my sis not being here, but anyway, it'll be all right. I'm a, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to make it through. Um, so guys, what I, I know I can't sit here and do our whole show because it's just me and I'm looking across the studio and it's nobody there and I don't, I don't know what to do. And I, 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 oh, let me, let me say this. So I said, Roz, would you like to co-host with me? She was like, uh, yeah, no. And then I called my friend Kenny. I was like, Kenny, um, you know, man, you, you pretty good. You, you pretty good on the fly doing stuff. Why don't you come on the co- co-host the show with me? He was like, well, yeah, I'm at John's house right now. And I'm like, I don't give a damn about John house. Come on and help me out. So he, he was so polite. Well, yeah, I'm so honored. And the next time you need me, I was like, oh, okay. So basically you're not coming today. Okay, I got you. So anyway, um, I'm here, guys. I'm going to give you the best I got, and we're going to roll with it. Um, Let's see. I guess, guys, it's time to do some AEN in the news and entertainment. Normally, I would say, why, sis? And she would say, because it's what's important to us, and we don't care if it's important to you. So I said it for, and guys, here we go. AEN in the news and entertainment. Okay. All right, guys. Um, I was listening to the news the other morning and, um, I I saw a feel good story. Um, There was a mailman um, in Marietta, Georgia. His name was Floyd Martin, and he has been a postal postal service man or postman for 35 years. And so he's getting ready to retire. I think uh, yesterday was his last day um, on the job. So anyway, he his neighborhood, the the neighborhood that he um, takes the mail, all well, I didn't see any black people. They were all uh, middle aged, older white people. Um, nice community, and Mr. Martin is actually a black mailman. But um, so they found out that he was retiring, and they made a really big deal about it. Um, they threw a block party. They raised thirty five thousand dollars for him to take a trip to Hawaii because that's what he wanted to do. They had this big old cookout and over the 35 years, he has actually become more than a postman. He actually became friends with these people. And over the 35 years, he's seen some of like the kids be born, uh, go to college, get out of college, get married and have their own kids. So it was a really good feel good story. And you can tell that it was genuine. And so I was like, hmm, Marietta, Georgia. And when they had the block party, like I said, I was looking, but I didn't see not none of us, but it looked sincere. And he, he, he appeared to be happy. And that just kind of made me feel good to know that there, you know, with everything going on in the world today, that there is some good, decent people out there. And it's not about whatever. It's just about being kind to one another. So that was pretty cool. Um, and so he said, it, this is it. Uh, he's done his due and he is ready to retire and move on. So shout out to the neighborhood in Marietta, Georgia, who did the send off of Mr. Floyd Martin. That was that was really nice. All right, guys, let's see. Um, secondly, 
why has there been 451 tornadoes in Kansas and Ohio in the last 13, 14 days? Somebody need to do something with that. Somebody need to check with the meteorologist and find out what's going on. Then they got the floods in Arkansas and was it Mississippi and Kansas? Why has there been 451 tornadoes in 13 days? That's that's not normal. That something's wrong with that. What's going on with the atmosphere? But they talk about ain't no climate. What is it? Climate ain't no climate control. Something or the other. So just prayers and blessings to all those people in that area. I was just like, Lord, if I saw one tornado, let alone 451 would not live in Kansas for no reason in the world. That place is just it just it comes with tornadoes. I would just have to leave. I I can't do it no more. I can't do it. I don't know, but I need a meteorologist to tell me what's going on with the jet stream to come back up with the cold front that's making all these tornadoes and all these storms hit those people. Somebody find out and let me know. All right, guys. So let's come on down a little. Let's come on down a little belt and let's go to Mississippi. And uh, let's talk about Franklin and Jessica Richardson. Okay, Mr. Franklin is a vet, uh, Vietnam, I'm not a Vietnam, he's a veteran, um, served his country. Him and his wife, they just chilling, trying to get their thing done for Memorial Day. Decided, hey, let's go and have a picnic. So they're trying to find a lake. So they roll up on a campground. You know, they don't know. They unpack their stuff, go in the shed. They doing what they do. Here comes the manager of the campground gun in hand finger on the trigger okay first of all what is all that about why you got to have your finger on the trigger when you approaching the people so she tells them that they have to leave they didn't have a reservation and they had to get off of you know they had to get off of the campground so now The Richardson said when they went to the campground, they went by the office. Her husband, who was in the office, said that they didn't have to have a reservation. So he let them on in. They do what they do. They find a place where they want to, you know, set up. And then here she come with the thing on the trigger. My question is, why why you got to have the thing on the trigger? Okay, misunderstanding. Hi, excuse me. How y'all doing today? Um, Listen. In order for you to sit up here at the campground, you got to have reservations. No, she come with a gun. Okay, so uh, the wife, Jessica, she pulls out the phone. She starts recording and she's telling them that, you know, get, 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 get. You don't belong here. You know, that's that's what you tell dogs. Get, get when they're on your property. So I'm just like, okay, so we know what was going on with her. So needless to say, uh, the report came out yesterday, day before yesterday, that the uh, manager has been fired. How true that is, I don't know. But the the campground um, place, it's a, it's a franchise. And so they came out and said that that manager had been terminated and they don't condone that type of, you know, that, that type of behavior. So I don't know. But anyway, and I looked for that campground's manager's name. I could not find it. 
I looked at about six, seven different stories. Couldn't find it. But if you Google a uh, black couple gets gun pull on them at campground, it'll come right up. It'll come right up. So Buddha, her, Buddha them. And I hope the, well, I don't know what Jessica and uh, Franklin can do, but I'm glad that it, I'm glad they recorded it. And I'm also glad that she got fired because that's a hot ass mess. Uh, let's see. I got this story specifically for my sis and I was going to like turn it over to her because I know this was, this would be, um, close to her heart, but the smallest baby that was ever born in the world went home this week and her name is baby Sabi. She weighed the same amount as an apple, eight point six ounces. She was called a micro preemie. Um, the mom, she had some medical issues going on and they had to deliver the baby at 23 weeks. And it, it happened in San Diego. And they said that uh, this particular hospital in California, in San Diego, is the top notch uh, neonatal hospital like in the country. And after five months, little Sabi went home. And I was thinking about, you know, Mir's son, my nephew, Edison, he was premature. He wasn't a micro preemie, but that's why I knew it would be, you know, special to, to, to Lynn. And so I was, I wanted to share that with her, but guys, can you imagine the little baby weighed what an apple weighs? I mean, I, when I, when I heard the story, I was just like, oh my God, it was, it was so, it, it, it touched my heart. Guys, excuse me, because Poco just walked in, took a look at me. I guess he was like, Mommy, why aren't you getting ready to, you know, come to bed or do whatever? But anyway, so he came in, he looked and he left. But um, back to baby Sabi. And they said she's doing well. Uh, but can you imagine having to have the baby in the hospital for five months? But to those doctors and nurses in San Diego at that hospital, shout out to y'all, man. I mean, that is just amazing because uh, there was a girl here that was in the hospital with Lynn and her baby didn't survive. Um, I think she might've been like 24, 25 weeks and her baby didn't survive. So I guess the technology and everything is getting better, but shout out to the hospital staff um, in San Diego who helped save baby Sabie's life. And by the way, I love the name Sabie. S-A-Y-B-I-E. I think that's adorable. So yay to Sabie. We hope that Sabie, uh, continues to do well and just prosper in her life. So I'm very excited about that. All right, guys. Um, let's see. I don't know if you know, but this is some local news. Um, John Morant, he is from the Sumter area. Um, he is projected to go probably two or three in the draft. And he just got a massive Nike deal. And I'm just excited because young guy from South Carolina, from down there in the Sumter area, getting ready to do do big things. From, and from all accounts, everything that I've heard about this young man, um, all the reports say he's a good, decent young man. And I'm just so happy for him. Um, 
it's a major deal. It's it's not going to be as big as Zion Williams's deal, but it's huge. And I'm just happy for him. I hope that he'll pay it forward. I hope that he will um, give back to his community and, you know, not forget where he came from. But I'm excited for John Morant. So, guys, when y'all hear John Morant, you know, he's from here. He's one of our local guys. So whatever team he plays for, um, I'm going to root for that team and I'm going to root for him. And I love his hair. He has natural hair and it's kind of all over the place. And I love it. Um, Continuing on the sports theme. Now, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you like somebody, you know, like y'all know, I love my husband, Jay-Z, but y'all know I had to keep it real. I don't like his hair. So if you listen to the other episodes, you know, me and Roz, we go to New York. We go to the U.S. Open. That's our that's our thing. That's what we enjoy. And, you know, I'm a Serena Williams fan. You can probably call me a fanatic. But she's playing. Well, she was playing because she lost today. She she has an outfit made by Nike. Um, I think the guy's name is Virgil. Virgil something Virgil Abado Abalo or something like that I can't I can't remember it and I don't want to try to multitask because hell I'm doing this by myself today and trying to multitask that'd be a hot mess but see if my sis was here I would be telling her to google the designer's name but since she's not we got to keep it moving but anyway she you know two years ago before she after she had uh, baby Olympia you know she had the problem with the blood clots and she came back with the cat suit and the French Open, you know, they banned the suit, which I didn't think it was becoming on her anyway. But anyway, so now she has this suit. Um, it's black and white. I, man, I, I try to keep it real and I and I try. I try to look at the best and everything. But my girl, I'm like, Serena, just her husband should have been like, babe. I mean, I know you're doing what you do and I know it's supposed to be about empowering women um, because it has um, champion, queen, goddess and mother. That's what's like inscripted all across the jacket and stuff. But it ain't cute. And they showed a a, a shot of her from the side. Oh, Lord. I was like, well, did, did they miss the material? All her thigh and booty was hanging out. And I'm just like, Serena, you 37, you a mom now. And I know you want to make a statement, but you got to make another statement that 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 ain't cute. And then go back to last year when she had the tutu in New York. That was a hot mess. And that same designer made this particular outfit as well. All I'm going to say is I don't like it. I love Serena and I need her mama, Venus, her husband now, her manager, somebody to be like Serena. I'm with the message, but you got to do something else. You, I mean, when you when you're rich, you can do what you want to do. Nobody can't touch you. But that suit is ugly. It's ugly on her. And I don't like it. But I do love Serena. Shout out to Serena Williams. Now, guys, you know, sometimes Lynn and I, we. Uh, we do pre-production because we talk about what we want to talk about something, especially in the news. Um, my sis told me something about Portia and Dennis allegedly break up because he was cheating with a stripper. Um, Portia, they're from Atlanta, the, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
I don't know if that's true. So I'm just going to throw that little nugget out there and I'm going to get my sister follow up next week because I have no idea if it's true. And then she told me that Eva Marcel is pregnant again. Now, all I'm going to say is either they be getting it in or she real fertile because she just had a baby. I don't even think the baby boy is walking yet. So what is you doing? Uh, pregnant again but I guess they got that whole uh newlywed marriage you know humping like humping like uh rabbits going on or something good god but anyway Eva is pregnant allegedly I think she is though and that's what um that's what my sis told me so we'll follow up with Portia and Dennis next week and congratulations to Eva and her husband and if that's what make y'all happy do what you do and just you know Eva you might need to do something because girl you fertile you kiss you you get a bit you get pregnant Okay. All right, guys. So SZA, uh, shout out to SZA. She was racially, well, first of all, SZA is the one of those new R&B artists coming up. She's along with, um, what is it? Janae Aiko, Janae Aiko, Aiko, um, her. So SZA is, um, you know, they, they got the whole little um, R&B kind of bluesy uh, kind of music. But anyway, so... She went to Sephora, which is like a beauty store. I think it's like a chain in Calabasas, California. And obviously they didn't know who she was. And so they called the police on her to make sure that she didn't steal. So she was absolutely profiled when she went into Sephora. So needless to say, I won't be going to Sephora and guys, excuse Poco, because you hear him. He's in the back barking and ain't nothing I can do about that. But um, getting back to SZA. So she, first she said that they were walking around the store, like following her. And so, you know, she's shopping, you know, she she ready to do what she need to do. So it got to the point where they then call the police. And I'm just like, what the hell? The police comes. She's profiled. She didn't get arrested or anything, but she let it be known. She went to Instagram immediately to tell about her experience. Well, come to find out, Rihanna is uh, Fenty's boss. And I think Fenty owns Sephora. And so she is um, one of the spokesperson and like on the chair, but she's really big in Fenty, which is a part which it which owns Sephora, if I'm not mistaken, if that's wrong, I apologize. But there's some connection there. So she reached out to um, SZA personally and wrote her a note and apologized for the actions of those people there, blah, 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 blah. And it just goes to show you guys, it just does not matter. Today, yesterday, 20 years ago, it's the same. They look at us as something that we're just going to do something that's not right so SZA um, I hope you're not I hope well I know you were offended and I hope it um, I hope that you got what you needed from Rihanna and I hope that you got your um, apology from Sephora 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 or um, or Fenty um, okay guys last thing in the news this is I wish my sister was here because this is kind of it's 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 kind of um what what is it? It's in the news, but it's a kind of also. What do you think about this? So um, I don't know if you guys know the the show. Chrisley knows best. 
well, it's about Todd Chrisley and his family. He's uh, this white guy, made a lot of money in real estate and things like that. So he has a reality TV show. And he has, um, let's see, one, two, three, four. He has four, let me see, the oldest boy, the oldest girl, Chase and Savannah. So they have four children, two grand, two grandchildren. Well, one of his grandchildren uh, is biracial. Um, his oldest son has a daughter, Chloe, by um, a black by a black woman. So for the last two ep- the last two seasons, Chloe has been a major part of the show because it looks as if the Chrisleys have custody of her. And I'm sure that I think it happened something with the mom, but the, the son is not on the show because he had allegedly he has a history of drug drug problems. And I'm not sure what's going on with the mom, but uh, Chloe is adorable. She is smart. She's articulate. But she's the only little brown person in the family. So I was watching it the other day. It was just on. I'm not a fan of the show. And now it appears that they love her. They take very good care of her. But her nickname is Coco. And I asked myself, am I making too much out of that? Or is that racist? Why couldn't her name be Clo-Clo? Or why couldn't it be Chloe Bowie or why couldn't it be Stinkabutt or why couldn't it be Sugarlump I don't know but why Coco because she's brown okay now that could be the conspiracy theory of me I don't know I'm just saying and she she does look like Coco she's a beautiful brown but I just thought that was interesting now let me say this that was said by the sister Savannah not Todd um, not Julie the wife or not the not the um uncle not the two uncles Chase and I forgot the um Chase and whatever the other brother's name but so what am I making too much of that guys is is it is it not anything that they called her Coco you know and I'm just like yeah I don't know but you know with the, the way times are now it's just seem a little bit something to me I don't know but anyway um tell me what you think if if y'all think that that's something racist, hit me at aen at uh, gotofylife.com or either, let me see. Well, that's all you can do. Yeah, email us at aen at gotofylife.com. So, all right, guys, um, that was the Kim's version of anything, everything and nothing in the news or aen in the news and entertainment. Why? Because it's important to us. And we don't care if it's important to you. All right, guys. Well, um, y'all know what time it is. Normally, if my sister was here, of course, we would be doing this together. But she's not here. <laughs> Sis, where are you? Why are you making me do this by myself? I feel like Black Gumbo. Brother Kim, he said it's hard doing a podcast by yourself. And it is. But anyway. I'm doing the best I can. Guys, I'm going to really need some feedback. I need y'all to email, email, email. Send me a Facebook direct messenger. Text me, call me and just say, Kim, you did a good job. Even if I didn't do a good job, I need y'all to lie. Okay. I need you to lie because if you think about it, I could have been like, no, no, no. I got to do it with my sister, but I had to give the people what they want. 
That's what I, I had. I was. I'm here for y'all. Thick and thin, rain or shine. I am here. Okay. But anyway, guys, now it is time for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta Weekly Ratchet Review. So episode 11 was called Excess Baggage. Um, If you remember from last week, the Spice got a uh, uh, she got a a job uh, in Trinidad and in Africa. So the crew arrives in Trinidad. Carly is the host um, until Spice gets there from her gig in Gambia. So um they all get there. It's a long flight and it's a, a long bus ride to the hotel. Everybody's tired. Everybody's irritable. Um, the airline loses uh, Scrappy and Bambi luggage. So they ain't got no clothes. Everybody gets to the hotel. They rest up. Then they go to dinner. So Carly, Shikana and Tokyo, they just snapping on each other. Everything just a little argument. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. So they just snapping, 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 snapping. So um, next scene. So Jock. No, this was before dinner. So then Jock shows Rashida and Kirk the engagement ring that he bought Kendra. So on the trip, he's thinking about popping the question to her. He's having second thoughts because, you know, you got all the stuff from the cabin and then Carly is there. So, you know, he's just like, I don't know if this would be the right time. But anyway, it's a three carat diamond, um, which seems to be affordable. It ain't no 30 carat diamond because I was gonna be like, where y'all got that money from? But anyway, so he showed Rashida and Kurt the ring. They said it's nice and they're happy for him. Um, Rashida goes in the room to see Carly. Carly is missing her man. Um, Arkansas Mo because he stayed back in Atlanta because he had work to do and he couldn't get away. So Carly tells uh, Rashida that she wants to suck on something and she miss her man. And we're going to leave that right there. Uh, so back in Atlanta, Shay Mac takes her baby girl Ginger to the studio where Arkbar V is because her ex-boyfriend, because you remember last week she left him because he had some condoms in the house. Takes She takes baby Ginger to the studio because made man got shot. So she had to go to the hospital, not because she wants him back, but only because that's her baby daddy. So she went to the hospital and left the baby at the studio while Akbar, Akbar, Akbar was recording her song. Yes. Yeah, so the producer left and, you know, it, that was the end of that. Um... So then back in Trinidad, now the crews go to dinner and Shikana and Tokyo, they complaining about everything. They complaining about the food. They complaining about the staff. They can complaining about the heat. And so, and an argument ensues between Carly, Shikana and Tokyo and everything went to the left really, 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 really fast. And everything went to hell. So 
the other people sitting around looking crazy. Here comes security, you know, and it was just a hot mess. So Scrap and Bambi tell the table that they not cracking no more since Bambi had the baby. And so ain't cracking me. They're not having sex. I figured it out when I listened to the show. But anyway, so at the end of the conversation, uh, Scrap tells Bambi that he'll, he'll take some of the breast milk. And I'm, I'm going to leave that right there as well. So back in Atlanta, Sierra and Scrap De Leon are hanging out and they are painting a mural at a gun violence event, you know, somewhere downtown. So Akbar comes up and was like, oh, what y'all doing? Y'all hanging? Oh, okay. Y'all doing the thing. And they were like, no, no, no. We just friends. Ain't nothing going on like that. We just friends. So then Akbar say, man, let me tell you what. Scrap D be dropping that wicker wacker all around ATL because he got back with Tommy. Then he was with Monice. Now he trying to look like he trying to get up on Sierra. Now, if my sis was here, I did the politically correct thing to say wicker wacker. If you go back to one of them, the first five or six episodes, you know, we talked about the wicker wacker. So she was like, yeah, Scrap D dropping that wicker wacker all around Atlanta. So I thought that was kind of cute. Um, but, you know, she really said dropping that D. But we're not going to say that. We're going to keep the show uh, nice and fresh tonight. Um, okay. So still in Trinidad, Kirk, Jock, and Scrap take a tour of the rainforest. Uh, they're out there talking about men's stuff. Um, everybody getting some punani. All the dudes getting punani on the trip except Scrap. And he's a little upset. He said he needs some punai before he D.I.E. So I hope Bambi will give him some punani or give him some breast milk or something because um, the boy is struggling. He is struggling. Um, Jock tells him to get a blow, a blow up doll and to suck her toes and maybe that'll turn her on. Again, I'm going to leave that right there. Uh, let's see. So after Maid Man, so now we're back in Atlanta. After Maid Man um, gets shot. We find out that Scrap De Leon and Shay Mack used to be friends and they've been friends for about 12 years, but they hadn't seen each other in about four years. So Scrap De Leon reaches out to Shay Mack. They talk and they say, well, what happened? And Shay Mack used to be his wingman, help him get women and what to dress and, and what to say. So anyway, they made up and their fr- their friendship is, is back on the men. Um, during that conversation, Scrap. De Leon tells that says that he is mad at Stevie J because Stevie J didn't have his back. And he also heard that Stevie J had got up with Tommy, which it was t- from season two seasons ago. But that was Scrap De Leon first girlfriend on the show. And the rumor is that his uncle Steve, who is not really his uncle, but Stevie J was hitting Tommy and he didn't like that. Okay. All right, guys. So back to Trinidad. So Mimi shows up with Trinidad because she had some business. So she didn't catch the same flight that um, the other guys caught. So she shows up and guess who she got with her? She got Pooh. Yeah. Y'all know Pooh. You know, the crapping in the sheets Pooh. That Pooh. So Mimi wants to play peacemaker. She wants Pooh and Carly to make up. She wants them to get this behind them. That didn't happen. It went straight to the left. 
And when I tell you it went straight to the left, it went so to the left that it got worse. So Pooh and Carly start arguing. They still trying to figure out who lying about if Carly did the threesome with her, with Pooh and her husband and crapped on the sheets. I really want to say shit on the sheets because that's what Pooh said. But so shit or crap on the sheets. That's what they're still arguing about. So everybody looking crazy, trying to figure out what's really going on. So Pooh then pulls out Pampers out of her bag and she pulls out the alleged shit sheet. I guess she brought it from Atlanta and threw it on the table. I'm assuming it was washed. But she brought the, she pulled out the, it looked like it was like leopard print or something. She pulled it out and threw it on the table. And then she gave Carly the, the baby pampers and told her that that was for her loose ass bowel. And you know what, guys? Again, I just wasted 15 minutes of your life. And I wasted one hour and 15 minutes of my life watching that foolishness. But I declare it's the most ghetto foolishness in the world. But it's so good. It's so good. So anyway, that was episode 11, uh, excess baggage. We'll see. We'll get back, get with you next week for episode 12. Guys, this show really should be coming to an end really soon. And I know y'all will be glad, but, um, you know, again, that was the love and hip hop Atlanta weekly ratchet review. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to say I really miss my co-host. Is so weird doing this by myself. But again, I'm a big girl. I'm trying to do my thing. You know, hey, I'm in here rolling, trying to keep it rolling. But um, all right. So, guys, now it's really going to be hard to do. What do you think about this? OK, one, because I'm getting the opinion of my little sis. But since she's not here, I'm going to give you all my opinion. There were some things that happened this week. And um, I was just like, seriously. So we're going to do the what do you think about what do I think about this? Um, there's a woman. Her name is Brennan Geller. She was uh, she lives in Lexington County here in South Carolina. She's 21 years old. And last August, she gave birth to a baby. She put the baby in a trash bag. And of course, the baby died. The baby was born alive and the baby died. Uh, she is on bond until the trial so here last week she asked the judge to amend her bond so that she could go on vacation with her family and guess what happened the damn judge amended the damn bond order so she gets to go with her family on vacation first of all why is she on bond? Second of all, why her family want to take her on vacation? And third of all, what the hell is wrong with that judge? Why does she get to go on a damn vacation and you wrap the baby up in a plastic bag and just threw it away like trash? I don't get that. And I'm going to say this. I think that's white privilege. I really do. Because I do not believe in my heart of hearts, if that would have been a black woman, first of all, she probably would still be in jail. I don't think the family would be trying to get her to go on vacation. And I know for sure the judge would have been like, hell to the nah. 
You don't deserve to go on vacation. But Miss Brennan Geller, 21 years old, she's out there living her best life and then got the audacity to ask the damn judge. I would be sitting somewhere over in a cubbyhole, minding my business, keeping my head down, covering my eyes, just trying to stay at the damn news. But, you know, anyway, we're going to call that the WP. Well, that's what I'm calling it because that's a hot ass mess. Um, did you got well, if you're in South Carolina, especially in Columbia, I know you heard about the Ridgeview, the Ridgeview High School teacher, Karan Wilson, Jr. He got into a scuffle and well, they call it a fight, fight scuffle um, with a 15 year old student in the classroom and he was arrested and now he has been charged with third degree assault and breach of peace. Now, the other night I talked to Yusuf because he's a high school teacher and he was real adamant about if the teachers can maintain the classroom. No, if they know how to manage their classroom, that would never happen. I am not a teacher. So if we got any teachers out there, please email us and tell us if you've had an experience like that. My thought is I couldn't be a teacher because these kids today are ill-mannered, they're aggressive, they're mentally challenged, they're emotionally challenged, and I'm just of the mindset that I'm going to make it home. It's going to be me or them. Now, I'm going to give them all I got, but if you run up on me, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We're going to fight. We're going to show enough fight, and I'm going to fight you like I went to C.A. Johnson, and I'm going to fight you just like you were my counterpart. So, but anyway, so... Yusuf says that should never, 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 ever happen. And I just need to know if all teachers feel that way, because my question is, what are you supposed to do if these kids run up on you, run up on you, flex, get within an arm distance of you? What are you supposed to do? Just human nature. You're going to try to defend yourself. So I don't know what happened. Um, somebody that I know who goes to, well, has some connections at Ridgeview said that, Everybody knew that this particular guy and some other guys were planning to jump on the teacher. And I don't know if the teacher heard that, but I'm like this right here. You roll up on me. Yeah, y'all going to have to charge me with third degree assault because I'm going at your ass. Period. Dot. Boy, girl, it don't matter. 10th grade, 12th grade, ninth grade. It does not matter. So I'm with Karan, even though he resigned. I hope that he'll be able to get another teaching gig. I don't think so, but I hope so. Because unless he was absolutely, unless Karan, the teacher, lost his absolute mind, I honestly feel that he had, has a right to protect themselves. And that whole thing about, you know, the student, the, the teacher has to be the adult. Man, some of these kids, 15, 16 year old, they are big as adults. They think like adults and they they treat themselves as adults. So I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm hoping that I can get some more in-depth information on what happened. But just from what I saw and it looked to me like Karan really could have went to his ass if he wanted to. But it looked like he was just trying to hold him. But then again, I did see a couple uppercuts. So, you know, I guess Karan was like, look, the hell with it. I'm going to lose my job anyway. I might as well go on for the gusto. <laughs> but anyway, Karan, if teaching is your passion, I hope that this will not hurt your career. But 
I hope that the charges are dropped. Maybe you can do community service or something, just something. I don't know. But anyway, um, that's that's a whole sad story all in itself. All right, guys. Um, Sean King. I love me some Sean King. I love his activism. Um, Probably 90 to 95 percent of the stuff that he talks about or he brings to the attention of our community. I'm pretty much in agreement with Um, the other day I was on Instagram and he posted a video of a young. Well, it was a black man. I can't say if he was young, but a, a black young man or middle aged man running um, on the highway and he was running behind an 18 wheeler. And what he did, what it looked like, you know, it wasn't the the traffic was kind of like not at a standstill, but at a slow crawl. And he got out of his vehicle and ran in front of his vehicle. So someone was videotaping it and he ran up on the back of the 18 wheeler and he snatched down the Confederate flag decal that was on the truck and the caption said um sometimes you just got to take matters into your own hands now I disagree with that that's that man's truck that's what he wants to have on his truck now if he had it someplace else that did that was on some of my property or something I got that but I don't think that dude should have ran up on that truck and took that flag down That's his personal belief. That truck ain't bothering nobody. That flag ain't bothering nobody. Because if I got something on my car that says I hate all people who like Donald Trump, that's that's my opinion. That's my belief. I can have that bumper sticker on my car if I want to. I wouldn't want nobody to come on, come on my yard or walk up behind me and pull my bumper sticker off of the car. So that I don't agree with. Um, if I saw that, I'm sure I would have been like, oh, okay, look, boy, he has a Confederate, a Confederate flag decal. And it was, it was pretty big. It was like a square and it was pretty big. It was in the left hand corner of the truck, but still, I don't think he had the right to do that. So if that dude would have seen him jumped out the truck and then, you know, tried to fight him or shoot him or something, then what? It would be, you know, he was wrong, but I'm like, nah, keep your damn hands off somebody else's property and do what you need to do. Um, so I don't know, guys, what do you think? What do you think about those three things? Um, give us some feedback, Sean King and the dude with the taking off the Confederate flag, the Ridgeview teacher, Karan Wilson and Brennan Geller getting ready to go on vacation. Um, email, email us at, um, AEN at go to life.com and tell us what you think. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Is there another perspective that you have? And, um, Guys, what are we going to do now? We're going to take a little commercial break and we'll be right back to wrap the show up. And I'm, you hear me talk about we'll be right back. I'll be right back <laughs> to wrap the show up. Hey, Siri. Hey, how may I help you? Play the Relationship Status Podcast. Playing the Relationship Status Podcast. You know, I, I would ask them, like, what are you doing? You know, where are you going with this? What are you trying and he really didn't have, like, a real answer. Okay. So I didn't feel like we were going to be compatible well, later I, I, on down the line. I think that goes back to something I've, I've often heard and think myself, that men date women thinking they're never going to change. 
and women date men thinking that they are thinking that they can change them relationship status new episode every monday at 12 noon on defy life network all right guys uh we're back here we go now we're back again i'm back and um you can tell i need my sis (laughs) but anyway so i'm back and guys um we had a listener email but i'm gonna wait till next week because i really want my sis here because I would love to get her perspective on the question that was posed to us. So I'm going to hold off this week with the the listener email and we'll get back with you um, on next week on that. And guys, if you have question, comment, need advice, don't know what to do about something again, shoot us an email aen at go to life.com and we'll hook you up now i can't promise you it'll be the it'll be the right advice but it'll be it'll be the advice i can't promise you it'll be right but it'll be advice um all right guys well it's time for this ain't got nothing to do with nothing and then normally i would say sis what time is it and she would say this ain't got nothing to do with nothing and then i would say what time it is sis and she would say this ain't got nothing to do with nothing all right well guys i can't ask my sister go because it's just me but um this ain't got nothing to do with nothing but uh let's see tonight is saturday thursday night i ended up watching the damn was it miriam webster's spelling bee and i really felt stupid they I was going to challenge my sister tonight. Hold on, guys. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can find them words. Hold on a second. Okay. So, all right, I'm back. So, I was just flipping through the channels. It was um, after the basketball game. I was excited that Toronto won. Um, I, got, I'm got, I got Golden State fatigue. But anyway, so I stopped on ESPN, and I was like, oh, okay, so they got the whole scripts spelling bee thing. Guys. The they went to round twenty of the spelling bee, and they had eight co champions because all the kids spelled the damn words right. I missed all of the words. I got close. I was just like, "Damn, these little kids are smart as hell." One of the words was. Erosipolis. Yeah. Erosipolis. Another word was Palama. Another one was uh, Cernuous. 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 That's it. Cernuous. One was Odalic. One was Ali Ali Juliet or something like that. I was like, what the hell? So I missed all of them. I did get Palama right, which was P-A-L-A-M-A. And I thought it was because it sounded like llama and puh. So I was like, okay, I got that one. But guys, they had one word. I ain't going to sit here and try to try to say it. I'm going to spell it. And then y'all can just do what you want to do with it. Look it up and see. The, you spell it O-M-P-H-A-L-O-P-S-Y-C-H-I-T-E. Yeah, that word. So the words that I just told y'all were the last eight words. So they had eight co-champions for the first time ever in 
the history of the spelling bee. Now, this is what got to me. Out of the final eight contestants, there were six boys looked to be of um, the Indian descent. Um, One Indian girl and one white girl from Alabama. I was like, where, 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 where my, where my, where my, where my little black boys and girls at? I'm talking about, and then I didn't even see any of them. I think I saw maybe one over in the, you know, over in the, after you loop, after you misspell a word, then you go to the other section. I think I might've saw one guys, guys, there was, there was no, no black kids, not even nowhere in the finals. And that made me sad. So, but anyway, that didn't have anything to do with nothing. Okay. Uh, then guys, I got a video. I saw a video. Oh boy. You know, sometimes I'm embarrassed of my people and I try not to judge. I don't think I'm better than nobody, but, um, and especially y'all, cause y'all know how I do with my nieces and my nephews. I tr- I try to lead by example. You know, I don't curse around them. I don't do anything that I would feel would hinder them, make them think any less of me or anything like that. And that's just me. Cause I want to, I want to be a good example for, for, for the kids in my life. And, um, so this mom, I get a video. It was all across, I think like uh, Facebook or something, but, it was a mom. Her son graduated from, I think it was high school. And, you know, the caption said that it was hard and it was tough. And she, um, you know, she did it and he did it. But she came out the stands. And then she started dancing. And she wasn't the smallest thing in the world. And then she started uh, shaking and screaming his name and then guys she started twerking and I'm talking about bunking over butt in the air twerking and when I say all the jelly was jiggling all the jelly was jiggling she was screaming his name and I don't know whose mother that was but whoever the whoever the son was yeah, I need um if I was him, I would have taken a damn diploma, walked across the stage and I would have kept on walking. It was I was embarrassed for him. It wasn't even cute, it wasn't even funny. It was a shame and it was ridiculous. And of course, uh looked like security or the event staff came down and they tried to grab her, you know, and take her back, you know, and take her back and you know, push her back up into the, um, up into the stands. And of course she was resisting and she was just twerking and shaking and gyrating. And it was a hot mess. And I was just like, that's why they don't, that's why they have all those rules. Now, please remain in your seat, please. Uh, no yelling because she came out the stands, went on the floor. Guys, I swear one day when, um, we get a little bit bigger because y'all are going to keep subscribing and we're going to blow up for this podcast, we're going to, we're going to do it live, like on YouTube or something. And we'll be able to show you videos and stuff. I need everybody to see this guys. It was such a hot mess. And it made, it made me feel bad. I was just, I was embarrassed for those two, three minutes. Just, I was just embarrassed just to damn near be black. I'm not going to lie because 
it, it was just Google mom. We know because it's probably about a thousand. It's probably a thousand pictures out there. Just Google mom in yellow jumpsuit um, twerks at son's graduation. And you'll see what I'm talking about. It was a hot mess. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out what my sister would have today if um, she had this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I have no idea, so I can't say. But that was my this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, which really didn't have anything to do with nothing. But, you know, of course, that's what we share with you. Um, All right, guys, I'm getting ready to wrap it on up out of here. I know y'all like what the hell? No, because I can't sit here and do this for two hours and 20 minutes or two hours by myself. But I did my best. I did it for the peeps. Y'all know how I feel about y'all. Um, so let me go ahead and give a shout out to everybody over at Defy Life. Y'all doing your thing. We're doing our thing. And I want to give a special shout out to our patrons. We love you. Hey, Roz. Hey, Chantel. Hey, Dr. G. Sarah. Mike and Kenny. Auntie Gloria. Victoria, Jennifer, Katrina, McKinley, and Marley. We got two new patrons this 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 week, guys. Um, Siobhan Petty and Kelly Austin. Y'all know my girl Kelly Kells. That's um she became a patron for us. So I just want to thank y'all so much. Um, again, the support that you guys um have for us and spreading the word and buying the gear that really means a lot. So thank you. We're trying to do this for you, trying to give our culture, our community, um, an internet, um, internet media source where you can go to be proud of. Um, we're also updating the Patreon page. Uh, I think the patrons are going to be absolutely, um, surprised with what they see. I'm going to send you guys out some personal information. So, um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, don't forget about the new show. Hey sis, how was it? Uh, starring Katrina White. That's going to be awesome. We're going to start being affiliates with some of the companies that she's reviewing. I'm really excited about that. And guys, let me tell you, it's dropping this coming week. When I tell you, when you hear that intro, if you half woke, if you half conscious, you're going to be blown away. I, I'm almost jealous and I love our intro. I love our theme song, but honey, that thing is hot. And the t-shirt got the silhouette of the, the black woman with the natural hair with the power fist up. I need to see everybody rocking that. Now y'all know I need y'all to see y'all rocking the AENT as well and all of the other T's, but that T is hot. I can't wait to get it out there. I can't wait to get mine. I'm ordering mine. I'm going to wear it. We're going to post it up. Guys, remember, go to the website, uh, Um, and you can get any of the podcast t-shirts there or any other accessories or things that you may want. We got it for you. And um, I think that's it, guys. Checking in. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. And remember, if you're not defying life, then what are you doing? Good news, people. The 
The Fire Life now has your favorite podcast t-shirts. If you're a fan of anything, everything, and nothing with Lynn and Kim, the DJ Blaze radio show, Relationship Status, Taking Me from Marvel vs. DC, The Staley and English Show, or the Defy Life Podcast, we've got you covered. Defy Life Podcast gear only at defylifegear.com. Hey, it's me, your cousin, from Boston. I'm on the radio doing ads for Sam Adams. Now I'll be known as the Sam Adams guy instead of the dude who fell in the quarry. Sam Adams Boston Lager is crisp and refreshing, which is why I bring a six-pack wherever I go, except the movies anymore. Sam Adams from Boston with love. Here's a legal pot. Watch how fast I can read. The Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Drink responsibly. Now, is that 30 seconds? Are we even close? Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.